Mr. Peppy well, in the house. What's up, buddy? Dude, you're looking good, bud. I, I got which, the t-shirt on today. It says well, unbelievable. Well, and you have the Chase and Birdies OG t-shirt that uh-huh. nobody even knows is out. But it looks good, man. It's nice to wear the logo out, start seeing the logo more. And not to mention, how about the phone call we had yesterday with Holderness and Bourne? Mm. Boys and girls, mm. ladies, more importantly, mm. we are going to have Holderness and Bourne shirts and the award sweater for sale on the yeah. website. So instead of buying some stupid button down that your husband doesn't want, get him a word sweater, yeah. Polo. Word sweater with the Chase money. and Birdie logo on there. The word mm-hmm. sweater, bud. That's ah, dynamite, dude. Mm-hmm. Cool air, nice hat too, dude. I'm just I mean, gee whiz. Parker put see, a sharpie to that one, huh? Should, Speaking of sharpies, I'm tired of my sharpie running out of ink. I mean, I go to the Circle K to pick up a water, and it's like, hey, bud, how's the podcast going? I'm like, it's great. It's almost Will you don't even let the sign people, this you napkin for me. Yeah, I'm like, absolutely. Oh, my sharpie's out of ink because I just, you know. You don't even let the people talk anymore. You just start signing because you, you figure what, that's what they want. It's a so, good cause, man. Yeah. It's a good um, cause. So we're here. And uh, we just came from Nemecolon. We did a nice little two-day interview with Neil Walker, which will be coming out soon. A video yeah. with Neil Walker. And there are some good laughs in there. And, and again, Nemecolon, how good is how good are the greens at Nemecolon? Oh, dude, the course was great. Both courses were great. And you had a mid-am qualifier two days later. How'd Correct. that go? But I was... I was grooving there through seven. I playing Mystic Rock at Nemecolon. Um, you know, I get through the first, I don't know, four holes, even par. Stick it to two and a half feet on five. Miss it for birdie. Leave it in the lip on six for birdie. Uh, bogey seven, birdie eight. So I'm even par through nine. And in my mind, I'm like, hey, all you got to do is get a couple, you know, a couple birdies under the belt. Mm-hmm. And you might have a chance to do this. So... Step up on nine after I thought this in my head. Mm-hmm. Hook it left, water, double. Get on 10. Okay, I'm two over. Well, let me just try to get a birdie or something. Pull it left over to bunker, hazard, double. Hit a great drive on 11. Uh, didn't even think about going to the hazard, but naturally it was in the hazard, so bogey. And then the next hole, 12 to par three with, with two greens. One was 175 yards. The other one was 148. Which there's a lake splitting them. <laughs> My ball, I hit the worst shot of the day. I go on the, the second green, which, by the way, you can't play it off the second green. Take a drop, dunk it in the water, drop it, make double. So, anyways, shoot 79. I was a far cry away from. I think 12 ball. shots. Yeah. And uh, the thing of it is, though, like, you look back on that round, or, or maybe you look back, you listeners, on a round that you've recently played, and you think to yourself, well, how could I have made up 10 shots in a round, which sounds like a lot. But in my mind, my 10 shots that I could make up came down really to four swings. Well, bud, that's what I tell my buddies all the time. It's a life lesson for my mother early on. If you can just play the four par threes at even par, you're ahead of the game. That's number yep. one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number two, Rotella. This is a prime Rotella. Take your triples, turn them into a bogey. There's two shots. Yeah. Take your doubles, turn them into a, a bogey. There's one. Yeah. I mean, right. it's just small little mistakes that you make that, yeah, magnified dude. your total uh-huh. score. So, yeah. Uh, but I feel a little bit better about my golf game since the last time. Yeah. You, I know you feel a little bit better about your golf uh-huh. game. Uh, uh-huh. So, again, I mean, we wanted to thank Namakolan for, for the for last 
you know, two days that we were there hanging out and, and put together a good podcast, which we can't wait for you guys to hear with Neil Walker. But more importantly, this week. Uh-huh. And, and right now, as you guys are listening to this great episode with our buddy Shep Rose, who has been a Nemecolon, loves Nemecolon. He said you'd have a bachelor, a guy's trip there. Yeah. I, on the other hand, am um, in, in right now, I guess, getting ready for my big trip to Oregon, uh, which I leave tomorrow. And, you know, I get to go with my buddy Steve Peering again for the Link Soul 2 man at, at Pronghorn. What, bud? My man just called me. Literally, Peering just called me. Oh, he's good for a call, FaceTime, and then he asks you why you don't answer. And it's like, well, bud, I just talked to you 20 minutes ago. What do you want to tell me now? Anyways, last good golf trip of the year coming up for me. Uh, and, yeah, not to cut you off, but then you got the big smoke. Well, I was going to get to that, but you cut me off. But the last... So at the end of the month, we follow that up with you and B-Cats, a little event down there. Pete, the Big Smoke. The Big Smoke brought Collaborate. to you by Joyce's Jewelry, um, which, again, w- there's one more week to sign up and get in. I think we only have three more spots. We're going to have 50 teams. Best ball, net and gross winners go into a shootout for Brightlings, which Mr. Ryan Bashauer here went into the shootout last year. Did not win. Gary Sisson mm-hmm. and Woody Woodard won. Um, but... Yeah, the episode that we're bringing to you, Shep Rose, awesome dude, hilarious, likes to party, um, likes to golf, and uh, odds are your wife probably digs him too because he's he's easy on the eyes. Um, so this one's for the ladies. This one is for the ladies. We're trying uh-huh. to capture the ladies out there. Yeah. Uh, so let's roll it into Shep Rose. All right, y'all enjoy it. As you all know by now, Chase and Birdies is proud to be partners with Holderness and Bourne. Check them out online at hbgolf.com. Holderness and Bourne makes fabulous pieces that help you look good on the course, even if your game is not up to par. Check out their new arrivals now for this golf season. Also, head on over to chasingbirdies.com to get some custom Chase and Birdie gear from Holderness and Bourne. We'll continue to drop these pieces through every season. That's chasingbirdies.com. And Holderness and Born at hbgolf.com. Man, we got a uh, a really good guest today on Chasing Birdies, don't we? we? We do. Southern Charm Star, owner of Shep Gear, and an author. We got Mr. Shep Rose here on Chasing Birdies. Shep, how you doing? Good, good, man. Uh, author sounds pretty <laughs> high-minded. I kind of like that. <laughs> I mean, you talk about an entrepreneur here. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool, too. I don't even know. Uh, I like these titles, though. I, I, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh-huh. No, man, that's that's good stuff. You're chasing birdies in life. So speaking of life, how is life? Uh, where, where, where are we talking to you from today? I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm uh, at my brother's house. Okay. And I am about to get in a car to go to the airport uh, and head to Alaska. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I'm stoked. Uh, fishing, me and my dad golfing, or what? Fishing, hardcore fishing. Okay. Um, in the middle of nowhere, Alaska, this lodge, and there's like no cell phone service, nothing. And we wake up in the morning and jump on a on a little uh, puddle jumper plane and go to a, a new stream and wow. uh, try to catch huge rainbow trout and then maybe some salmon and. Uh, and I did it a couple of years ago, and then I did it like 20 years ago with my dad. And um, 
Yeah, there's like fucking big grizzly bears on the shore <laughs> 20, 30 feet away from you. So when they get close, and what are you doing, bud? Dude, well, here's the thing. They are gorging on on salmon because the <laughs> salmon are running. They couldn't give two shits about humans uh, in this scenario. They just sort of look at you and they sort of like, you know, sort of nod. And you're like, yeah, what's okay. up? And you, yeah, they're like, what's up, dude? You try to get some salmon too? <laughs> and <you're> like, <laughs> Oh, and so uh, we are going to try to get some salmon for our freezer, but unfortunately, like the salmon runs are lower, the temperature, the water's rising. It's 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 kind of crazy. It's, it's unfortunate. Yeah, they got COVID and all that bullshit. Yeah, that salmon have COVID. So, <laughs> so well, that sounds like an awesome experience. Yeah. Now, yeah. Do, when you are fishing for the rainbow trout, after you you catch the trout, are you filleting them right there, or are you cooking them, or just toss them back? Yeah. Oh my God. So a lot of the times you'll catch us. If you, if you're catching, if you're going for salmon, you'll catch them and the guide or whatever will say, okay, time to break for lunch. And you'll go to the side of the river and he has like a little stove, like a little uh, butane stove and he'll just fillet the salmon and cook it right there on the side of the river for lunch with like a little potato hash in there and you're just like oh my god you get kind of spoiled you're like i can't eat salmon at a restaurant now like i've had it too good yeah how long you staying up there um for a week and a half or so and uh tonight we're gonna go out in anchorage dude we're gonna tear anchorage apart (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man that's awesome so a little night in anchorage tonight uh party oh, yeah, there's a strip club there's a strip club in anchorage called the great alaskan bush company <laughs> <laughs> i might uh i might need you to get me a t-shirt from there i can i've gotten some for friends in the past they love it they're, <laughs> they're like the worst t-shirts like the most embarrassing yet awesome t-shirts that's ever. hilarious that's hilarious so let's talk about uh Obviously, you're on Southern Charm, and and are are there more episodes coming out, or are you filming, or is that? Yeah, we start filming season eight in a month. That's or awesome. A little, no, less a little less than a month. So mm. we thought we were going to be filming last spring, and mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason, it it got sort of uh, delayed. Mm-hmm. But which is fine. We had the whole summer off, had a lot of fun, and uh, so now we're back into the saddle. Uh, except I have this one tiny conflict that I'm excited about that you guys would be interested in. Um, mm-hmm. Travis Matthew uh, is our friends of mine, and they yeah. were like, hey, we want you to come and play in this golf tournament in um, Huntington Beach where with a bunch of surfers. This guy, Josh Kerr, is a pro surfer who I've yeah. admired for a long time. And uh, so they they have a little surfing competition at Huntington Beach Pier, and then we all go play like a celebrity sort of golf tournament uh, with surfers. I'm I'm a surfer. Like this is like this is like this uh, is like a dream come true camp. for you, right? Yeah, yeah. This is so cool. So um, that's that's next month. That's in September, like 16th, 17th. So it's it's gonna be a tiny conflict, but they're usually pretty cool. Like if you had something planned right. ahead of time, they're like, yeah, go ahead and do your thing. So I'm really excited about that. Well, that's awesome. So then let's just get into the golf. I mean, how long have you been playing? I, I know that y- you love it. I mean, we have mutual friend, Nick Martini, and uh-huh. uh, I've seen you running around with him and, and you guys posting about on the golf course. And it looks like you're playing some pretty good spots too. 
oh my god dude i'm a lucky guy um <laughs> but yeah i mean so nick has been so good to us by the way shout out to bet nardi mm-hmm. big time um he you know that he reached well I'll, I'll tell you about my golf history but he reached out to me a while back and was like you know fan of the show me and my girlfriend and you know see that you're a golfer and so i was up in chicago and he was like why don't you come into the to the lab and we'll mm-hmm. get you fitted for a putter and so good and that and then we went to a cubs game and got hammered and then i <laughs> and then i ended up playing with um with Sam Bettinardi at, at Butler National and all this stuff. And so we've just kept them. And then they they had like a little group over to Pinehurst and were kind enough to invite me. So anyway, it's been really cool. Um, but golf started for me, my family is a huge golf family. So mm. my great-grandfather was the two-time NCAA champion at Yale. Wow. And my, uh, my great-aunt was a U.S. amateur champion. Oh, my God. So that my mom, that's my mom's side. They're huge. That's into golf, incredible. Imagine. Yeah. 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 Pretty cool. I grew up going to Linville, North Carolina, which is where I just came from. It's an old Donald Ross course in the mountains of North Carolina. Fantastic spot. It, it is awesome. And it's so chill. And in the summer times I go up there. Well, I mean, I'm from Hilton Head, which is a big golf place, but strangely enough, I didn't play a ton of golf. I mean, I, I, I was doing, I was talking to someone a while back, guys, and I was like, you know, golf wasn't cool when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, Tiger yep. Woods, I, I, who I'm, I'm not Mr. Tiger super fan, but I recognize what he did to the sport, which has made it cool. He made it cool. I mean, I remember being in middle school and like nobody played golf. Like, that wasn't what anybody did. I played basketball, baseball. But I didn't, I didn't play golf. Uh, but in the summertime, we're up there in Linville, me and my cousin, and we just started banging a ton of golf balls. And, and I'm talking, I was probably like 11, 12, 13, and um, started playing like, you know, three rounds a day, 54 holes a day, or <laughs> something. Awesome. Yeah. And you know, you suck, you suck, you suck, and then you're like, oh wait, I'm not that bad. And then you're like, oh, I know, at least I know how to hit think i know how to hit a, a hook and a slice now that's something you know what yeah. I mean? so <laughs> you just do that like ten thousand hour thing and and you, you see yourself get a little better so mm. that's how it started is in the mountains wow damn man i mean mountain golf i don't know down in uh, danville right near i think the north carolina line is primlin have you ever been up to primlin uh uh-uh. danville's in virginia yeah it's right yeah exactly and yeah Primlin's mountain golf course, it's incredible. Oh, it's the Greenbrier, too. I mean, the Greenbrier is the same. Mm-hmm. The views. Hell the, yeah. I mean, it's incredible. And that's, let's take it into Nemecolon, which you've been, we're here now uh, recording this, but we're at Nemecolon right now. This spot's incredible. Oh. Please give everyone at the Nemecolon my best. What a great spot that is. Like, so I had just come from Pinehurst, um, like a few weeks prior to that. And, um, no offense to Pinehurst, but I was like, why wouldn't you bring a big group of guys here? You know, of course, Pinehurst has like 20 golf courses, but. And one strip club. Yeah, that's right. But I think 
I think Nemecolon would be a great spot to bring like, Fun. you know, 12 guys. And there's a casino. You can go off-roading. You can shoot guns. Mm-hmm. You can do all this cool things. It's just a big adult playground. And, and I really, really was impressed by their golf course. And you really don't see anybody either. That's the crazy thing. Yeah, like yeah, the you golf, got the place Yeah, the golf yeah. courses are wide open, and and I mean, Shepherd Rock, the back nine of Shepherd Rock is my favorite nine holes out of the four nine holes. I just think it's beautiful. Some people disagree, but yeah, it's an incredible spot. There's so much to do here. Like you said, why wouldn't you want to bring some some buddies here and and hang out? I mean, I smoke cigars left and right. Their cigar bar is incredible here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of still bitter about my because I I, went, I I was up like two thousand dollars after the first night and just gave it all back plus <laughs> another grand <laughs> that's typical of those freaking yeah. casinos. yeah do not linger around a casino like no. it, especially if you've been drinking and and, and and playing golf all day you will be a dumbass it's pretty much guaranteed so yep. I, I saw that you were down at the pga championship actually a, a good friend of um ours is melanie collins and uh yeah i saw what was it like down there? I mean, how hard was the setup? I mean, I I was in this hospitality tent uh-huh. on Saturday there, and um, by the way, it was awesome. It was so fun, and 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 I I say that having gone to the one where that Rory won in um, mm. years back, mm-hmm. and it was brutal, just brutal. It was so hot. It was just like a hundred degrees, and and. I, I don't think I even walked the course. I was just, I just sat in like the air conditioned portion and watched it on TV. But, um, so, so credit to the PGA for, for moving it. I really think that that opens up so many other, other courses. Cause I mean, think about what was it next year is Southern Hills in Tulsa or mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. In, yeah. in August, Tulsa, like go get out of here. You know yeah. what I mean? These, these guys are going to die. Out there, it's going to be so, so damn hot. So but no, in May I'm sure it's lovely, you know. So um, that's good. Um, so I was in this hospital, hospitality tent, and and these guys from AIG. I'm friends with a guy at AIG, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Hey, let me introduce you, my friend Chef." They were like, "Hey, Chef, we need an extra tomorrow, mo- or sorry, on Monday morning, uh, <laughs> since AIG is a sponsor. We're we're playing the course on on Monday after the tournament." Mm-hmm. I was like. Yeah, I'll take you up on that. So <laughs> that was really cool. It was really hard. I mean, just really hard. The wind was blowing 20, yeah. 25 miles per hour. And you think, my takeaway is this, you, you think downwind, okay, I got this, you know. But try holding a green with a straight downwind, Yeah. Um, 25 miles per hour downwind, on these like tabletop greens mm-hmm. that are firm and you're just like, how do I do that? If you can't, you, they're, they're over the back every time. So such a big, big respect for these, for these pros. Man. Well, that's what people do. Your average golfer does not realize that downwind is actually a little harder than into the wind. Right. The, the ball right. doesn't fly sometimes. If you get it too high up in the air downwind, it sometimes does not fly as far as you think it's going to fly. And holding the green, if it's a firm, there's mm-hmm. a lot of variables downwind. Yeah. Um, and sure. people don't sure. understand that. So Agreed. Agreed. So um, I shot a 91, <laughs> a nifty little 91. Hey. And Yeah, and uh, whatever. I was just so happy to be out there. That was cool. What is your handicap right now? 
It's a 7.2. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's and, about, you uh, could be on my team. I, yeah, uh, you probably don't want me. <laughs> um, I'm just really streaky. Like, uh, so I don't know. So, uh, but I got a new swing. I'm excited about it. Um, I was I was being too. I'm six four, and so I was my my teacher. I'm a, I'm a member at Bulls Bay in, in Charleston. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. it's a great, yep. great track. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Greg Boyette, I, the, the head pro there. I was bending my knees too much and taking my clubs too far down the inside. He's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "You're six <laughs> four. He's like, "Stand up straighter," and and almost do, like Bubba Watson. You know how he kind of goes. Yeah, the pendulum around his body. He's like, that's how you get power, and that's how that's how you should be swinging. He's like, you're making yourself shorter, and uh, you shouldn't do that. So, anyway, that's my new swing thought, and it's it's going to take some getting used to. Yeah, swing changes. I, I just said that earlier. I mean, I, I was in the process of changing my grip, and my handicap, you know, is dude. I'm fucking playing so bad right now. It's not even fun, but uh, it is. What is fun. your handicap? Well, okay. If you go on gin, my handicap's a zero, um, or like plus point nine. But yeah, um, yeah, I would say right now I'm probably playing like at a good. I would say four, five, six, seven, <laughs> eight. I don't know. It's what do you? What What was your grip? What is your grip stronger? Or yeah. Your... So my left hand was really strong, and yeah. so I was out in Vail. I spent three weeks out in Vail this summer, and I uh, went to Larry Rinker at Red Sky Ranch, and he's like, dude, he's like, everything else is fine. He said, but your grip's your Achilles heel, and he's like, you need to work on that or else you're just going to struggle with your same problems left and right. So i just been working on it, uh, played in West Virginia State Amateur, missed the cut, and um, played in club championship at my club down here in West Virginia, played terrible, uh, shot 82 uh, first day. <laughs> so it's just, that's what I just told Pep, it's like just taking a pendulum or a drumstick and just, beating yourself in the head whenever you're struggling with golf because it's just taxing, man. But you know what? At the end of the day, I love the golf. I love getting out there with my buddies, listening to music, throwing some beers back, having some fun, and that's that's really what it's all about. And speaking about having fun on a golf course, um, you played in a – was it BMW's Celebrity Pro-Am a couple years yes. ago? Yes. Oh, my God, dude. I love that tournament. Yeah, tell us a little They're bit awesome. about that. Yeah, so um, it's in Greenville. It's this Corn Ferry. It's mm-hmm. an actual, you know, a tour event. And uh, somebody reached out to me there after about this was three years ago, three and a half years ago, and um, said, "Would you be interested?" I was like, "Yeah, I would if my schedule says, allows it." So I went there not knowing what was going on, um, and you know, go in the lobby, and there's like all these athletes and celebrities i mean nothing oh well like aaron Rodgers was there at the time and that was cool and uh yeah so i was like you know kind of tiptoeing around you know reading the room and whatnot and um then i got paired with max homa <laughs> oh wow which was which i didn't know who the hell that was so <laughs> we um we get to the first tee and we can just we just click immediately just start goofing on each other laughing and have a great time out there and uh like i turned to him i was like if i make this it's a steak dinner and it was like a 20 foot putt and he goes i'm not buying you a steak dinner i go okay uh lasagna how about lasagna <laughs> he goes you got it and i sunk the putt so 
to this day, I'll text him and be like, lasagna, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so did he buy you and, lasagna? Um, no, he never did. That's why I, I still hold that over his yeah. head. I think he can afford the steak at this point, though, you know? Oh, man. But um, so after the round, he's so I little bit, I, well, I, I kind of got his backstory from him. He went to Cal and was like a very accomplished uh, amateur golfer. And things, you know, golf is crazy, as you guys know. Like, things didn't exactly materialize the way they did for Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, some of his contemporaries. And, you know, he was struggling a little bit, but um, he's so talented with his irons. And I was just like, God, this guy. And, and he, you know, he had the pedigree. He's, he was an NCAA. I think he won the NCAA one year. So, anyway. Yes. And Walker Cup and all that stuff. So, um, so guess who else went to Cal? Aaron Rodgers. So um, mm. and he and Aaron had, I guess, were friends before that. But so he, after like night one, night two, I'm like, "What are you doing tonight?" He's like, "Well, you know, Aaron and his crew are going out, and I am too. Why don't you meet us after? Let me talk to them and see if that's okay." Because Aaron's a pretty private guy, mm-hmm. and um, you know, doesn't want a bunch of BS running around, which I understand probably why he's so great at what he does you know he's not johnny manzel he's Aaron (laughs) Rodgers, you know and um so i kind of get the nod you know not that i was like waiting in the wings i was i was having a ball in in greenville and uh but he was like yo come over and so we ended up spending the rest of the week with aaron and his people and and ended up sort of he, he was loosened enough and we had a great time so that was really cool that's awesome. And so I'll always remember that. And then a year later, he went to the damn Wells Fargo. And yeah. I was like, get out of here. That's, and yeah. then the next year, my partner was Scott Harrington, who was like a kind of a journeyman in the, in the, in the minor league tour. And uh, he couldn't be nicer. We, again, we got along great. We're laughing and bullshit. And uh, he made the tour for the first time ever as a 39-year-old player. So I think I'm – I'm the common denominator. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say here. You're you're the common denominator here. Yeah, my nest partner's gonna win the Masters. <laughs> you should be on the bag for them if they're making the Masters. I mean, that should be <laughs> kind true. of a a deal that you play you make with everybody. I don't think I'd be a very good caddy, guys. <laughs> Go for it. What the hell? Let's just do it. Yeah, hey, drink another drink, bud. Is that water or vodka you're drinking? Drink the vodka. <laughs> let's right. fucking go. Would you ever? I'm gonna peel off to the snack bar. I'll be right back. <laughs> Why don't you carry your bag for a little bit? Well, did you ever hear the uh, Woody Austin story with his caddy? This is years and years ago, but I guess uh, Woody Austin's playing in the second round. I, I don't even know where, but um, he knocks a second shot in the water, and he said, "I'm so fucking mad right now, I could break a club." And his caddy said, "Why don't you try breaking par?" <laughs> fired him on the spot, brought a guy out of, you know, the, the crowd and the, the guy caddied for Woody Austin, missed the cut and off they went home. <laughs> God, he was like a lightning bolt in golf. For oh like, my God. Remember for what was that? Like a year period or something? Dude, he'd or a year snap and a half? putters over his head. <laughs> yeah. But he was also, he had a really good run too. Remember? Yeah. The guy's wild. Yeah. It's like John yeah. Daly, right? Like, I mean, we're here at Nemecal and John Daly ties into here. They're very close. Joe Hardy and Daly are very close. But same thing, man. You ask anybody that's been on the PGA Tour in the last 20 years who the best short game is, and they're going to tell you John Daly. Mm. It's just. Really? Yeah. Dude, his short game, his hands. You go on YouTube and you watch him hitting bunker shots one-handed. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. incredible. How about you this? Know who- oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Shep. 
I think I, so I was listening actually to Max's podcast and he said, they asked him who the best hands in the, on tour is. And he said, Webb Simpson. Mm. So I thought that was interesting. And I think his point was like his action through the ball is very wristy mm-hmm. and very t- like has to be perfect. You know, he kind of just whips the club through mm-hmm. and it, it, I don't know. I, I agree with that. I, I think his swing is funky, but the results speak for himself. You know, I, I read this stat and I don't know it specifically if this is a hundred percent accurate in terms of what I'm, well, it's, 100% accurate because I read it, but I don't know the stats to it. But Colin Marcawa is more accurate with his six iron. Actually, my buddy was just telling me this. He's more accurate with his six iron than the top number of pros are with their wedge from 130 yards. I oh, mean, my God. That's stupid. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I can't hit a green with a six iron, and this guy's knocking him tight. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> So other he's than, pretty awesome, dude. I mean, this guy. I mean, I just that that, that British Open final round. You were just uh, waiting for something, and he just was like, "Nah, dude, I'm not going to hit one bad shot." He got up and down on. What, I forget the hole. He missed the yeah. green right in in the thing. He went he went high with his uh, like a flop yeah. shot. I mean, what? That was insane. So so here's well, a, go, ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, I, watching these final rounds in majors the winner always makes like three or four seven to ten footers for par you know what i mean that always happens mm-hmm. um, so that's the common denominator. i remember Corey payton winning at shinnecock beating greg norman he couldn't miss that day he nope. just he made every putt he looked at so well fuck who go. didn't beat greg norman i mean the guy choked on everything <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I, I love that guy growing up too i wore the straw hat when i was like eight years old <laughs> me too all right, we got Shep Rose in the lead at Augusta National, three shot lead going into the final day. What, oh my God! What are you shooting? <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna go ahead and get like triple the first just to get back to the field. <laughs> I know, dude. Um, yeah, that 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 sounds terrifying, you know, because this is how. I mean, I'm sitting in the fairway, you know, on 17, two over. And I'm my, I can, you know, I'm nervous as hell and it means nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like I'm with my little brother who just got to fill the cooler and my, mm. my cousin and uh-huh. I, it means nothing. Like I, I'm not going to not and I have a meal that night or I'm not going to lose 150 grand or whatever. Right. And, and I can, and I'm nervous as hell. So God, these guys, man, that, you dude, know, like, is it not incredible? Uh huh. Yeah. It I mean, really I is. would literally, you, you should just put a diaper on me if I'm in the lead going into Sunday. Well, I, I never will be, but if I was, put a diaper on me and then put a bib on me because I'm going to shit and puke everywhere. Yep, game over. Or bud. just put vodka like in my veins right yeah. when I wake up and I might have a chance. Yeah, direct IV. So are you are, you're probably more nervous on a golf course than you are on a TV set, I would imagine, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if I'm playing well, <laughs> no, I'm nervous, but um yeah so i i do i'm comfortable in front of a camera man i like it like honestly my um my senses are sort of heightened when i when Mm -hmm. the cameras are on so i'm able to like really concentrate on what i want to say and how i want to say it it doesn't always work out typically because we've uh you know had too many drinks and i'll say something stupid or try to be (laughs) a little sassy or something so I, I have no problem in front of a camera. I've got 
you know, we're entering season eight. I'd love to keep doing TV in some capacity. I really like it. And um, it suits me. So I've um, got some other ideas I'm working on, some other uh, scripted shows that mm-hmm. I'm working on with some um, writer friends. And so obviously talk is cheap in this biz, but um, it's exciting to think about what's next, even yep. though I'm going to concentrate on trying to survive another season here. Soon. So besides golf and fishing, what else do you like to get into when you have some, some free time? Surfing. Surfing for sure, yeah, all over the world if I can. Wow. And um, okay. yeah, but fly fishing is just so awesome. And then uh, I don't know, man. Those are the three big ones that I like to do. And bowl, I like to bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's well, a drinking man's I like game? To do what you can do leisurely, you know. Yep. Like, uh, of course, surfing is a little more um, intense as far as uh, physical mm-hmm. activity is concerned. But dude, I, um, I, yeah, I. I've never surfed, but I could not imagine looking at this wave coming at you and you got to try. Because if you make one mistake when you're on the board, dude, you're fucking toast. Yeah, I mean, that when that wave's coming at you is the moment of truth. Um, and nothing else matters. You got to get on that wave. Otherwise, what are you doing out there? Yeah. So, um, surfing's another 10,000-hour thing. Um, you have to know how to read the ocean, and you got to fail a ton of times before you – Figure it figure out. Figure it out. Yep. So I, I did it growing up in these tiny ways in Hill and Head. But, then, but so did Kelly Slater. He was in Cocoa Beach, Florida, not exactly Hawaii or uh, even California. Mm-hmm. And he's the best that's ever done it. So it's mm. interesting that way. Yeah, man. So I would say Hawaii is probably the – is that the top spot in the U.S.? Yeah, for sure. Hawaii's yeah. badass, dude. I, I, I'd love to go back there soon. I, I've been there a few times. but um, Oh, I just got done watching White Lotus. Uh, have you guys watched that on HBO? No. Uh-uh. Oh, my God. you got to watch the show. It takes place in Hawaii. So oh, my God. It is so funny and so, so weird. I really liked it, so check it out. White Loaded. Yeah, I'll yeah. have to check that one yeah. out. Uh, All right. This is, off, this is off topic, but I've been watching – on Netflix, Cocaine Cowboys. You see that? Yes. Yes. Dude, it's is awesome. that not wild? Yeah, I've seen them all. <laughs> uh, Miami was such a such a cowboy place back then, man. Crazy. Actually, there's this book called Jackpot, and it's uh, about these guys from South Carolina, my home state, and they started smuggling marijuana from Jamaica and Columbia into the u.s and instead of stopping in miami where everybody was stopping uh the heat was a little high there with with the da and whatnot they came all the way up the coast to south carolina where they knew all the tidal creeks and these are the creeks i grew up on and the the book is fascinating because they're describing places that i grew up like water skiing (laughs) you know and in the uh, ocean and they would go to their friends like plantations back up in the creek with hundreds and hundreds of pounds of, of marijuana oh my God. and unload it. And nobody knew anything about it. It was like this amazing operation until like all these stories, they got greedy and stupid and then they got busted. That's always yeah. how it happens in life. Yeah. Okay, hey, they were chasing score. birdies then too. Yeah. Yeah. Semi. That one last score, what it does. That's like every movie, but apparently it's true. Like you go in one more dab and then you get pops. Yep. We're going to roll this last 
portion of the show into our tapping segment, uh, Shep. And basically, Jonathan here is going to take it away and ask you uh, four, four questions, four or five questions that, that require your quick one line or whatever, your quick answer, so to speak. Okay. So I'll roll this over to my man right here, and we'll go from there. Let's do it. All right, buddy. All right. Favorite on-course drink? Greyhound, vodka, and grapefruit. Oh, never heard of that. Never heard of that. It's excellent. Well, we might order some Greyhounds today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do it. Um, best shot or moment you've had on a golf course? I had two holes in one in one week, or in, in, two, in a two-week span. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Yeah. I had one at La Lolly Pines in Florida. And then two weeks later, my sister's getting married, and I'm at the groomsman outing. You know? <laughs> Another seven iron, 172 bounces in. Done. And I, I was like, this game is easy. What's wrong with the rest of you? <laughs> and my, yeah, so I, my toast was all about my hole in one. It was really obnoxious. Yeah. It was about you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, our, <laughs> all right, dream foursome. Can be dead or alive. Huh. Alice Cooper. <laughs> there you go. Uh, he's a big golfer. Yeah. I bet he's cool and has some stories. Um, Kelly Slater does surfing. Mm-hmm. And Obama. Oh. Okay. Yeah, he seems real laid back and chill, and I'd like to hear just what he has to say. Yeah, you don't got to worry about a mask. It's all good, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bucket list course to peg it up at. Shit, I just played um, Wingfoot last week, guys. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's the one, the Cypress. Cypress. Yeah, Cypress that's pool. that's. I'd say that's my number one right now, even over Augusta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have yeah, you played I, Augusta? I, I, I have not. Um, I, I don't. I'm not a. I don't know. I think, and and Cypress might be like this too, but. I just is so stuffy. I feel like, like, yeah. And I just, you know, I was talking to somebody who was like, "Yeah, I got in trouble for laughing too hard in the dining room at Augusta." Oh my god! I was God. like, "What?" You know, mm-hmm. like, that sucks. You know, yeah, yeah. And that's... um, so and also like I played the National, which is a great course in uh in the Hamptons or yeah, Long National Island, Golf Links, yeah. Yeah, and that was sort of like, hey, don't cross that line unless you have a blazer on. I was like, really? Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. And then I went over to Shinnecock, and it was the complete opposite. It was very fam- familial, like, hey, come on in. Mm-hmm. What do you need? What do you want? You know, just relax, have a good time. So that's that's my jam, you know what I mean? So I don't know if the Cypress is stuffy. It probably is. <laughs> well, but, um, yeah, we got to get you – Back to Pittsburgh, maybe early next year. I know the year's kind of winding down for everybody, but get you back to Pittsburgh, play Pete Dye Golf Club, which the hang there, you would freaking, you'd love it. The outdoor bar, music blaring by the first tee. And then uh, we could peg it up over at Oakmont and Fox Chapel and all those those courses around here, uh, which obviously you. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That would be so cool. We'll make it, we'll make it work. And again, we can't thank you enough for coming on and and sharing some stories. We hope that you catch a lot of rainbow trout and enjoy your night in Anchorage. Anchorage. The Bush Company, baby. Yeah. Yeah, The Bush Company. (laughs) Awesome, man. Hey, I'd like to augment my foursome. I want, I want maybe Willie Nelson. I heard he plays a little golf. He might be a lot of fun to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. Birdies and blunts. (laughs) 
Yeah, <laughs> birdies right. and Jay Bird. Jay Birds. Your new uh, podcast name. Yeah. Birdies and Blunts. <laughs> Jay Birds. I love it. That's great. Hey, you guys, you guys go off roading one day, and then maybe do some scoots heat shooting there in Nemecolon and give them my best. All right? uh, we yeah. will. We will. Thank you very much, Shep, and, and enjoy it. We'll be in touch, buddy. Thanks, Shep. Enjoy right, it. Enjoy last Take one, care. man. Buddy. I wonder how much fun he had that night in Anchorage. I mean... The- I just talked to him, mm-hmm. and uh, we were talking about his trip to Alaska. But he had a couple encounters with bears. Right in front of him. Yeah. I mean, that is some shit right there, people. I don't know if you've ever been to Alaska. We haven't been to Alaska. But, I mean, you're talking about the salmon run. You're fishing on the banks, and this freaking grizzly just rolls up within 10 feet of you. And he, he tried saying, yeah, it's, no a, it's okay. Not a big yeah, deal. Not a big no. deal. Not a big so, deal. Yeah, he, he's awesome time. I can't wait to have him up here in April. We're going to play a little golf. Uh, I know that you had mentioned... Uh, the Pete Dye skins, spring skins haven't shipped there. So yeah, let's we'll see, see if happens. we have them there. But again, uh, awesome, awesome time with him. And I mean, what'd you think, bud? Ah, I thought it was an awesome episode, man. I mean, it's great diversity. You know, here at Chasing Birdies, we are not just sticking with one athlete or one sports realm. We are hitting shit from all angles. So we got now the TV scene covered. Yeah. You know, and obviously we're just going to keep tracking on that yeah i mean it's been a it's been a fun run again guys we we can't thank everybody enough for listening in uh it's been awesome Mm -hmm. i mean who would have thought that we'd be selling merchandise i know man. so thank you to everybody that's purchased merchandise we're gonna have some new hats coming out we got some holderness and born coming onto the site and we know okay i don't know because i don't check our merch site but my man here looks at it every hour on the hour and he sends me screenshots of who bought what and what did they, you know, what they bought, what they spent. You know, not that it matters what you spent, but I, I know. We know. And it's greatly appreciated. Yeah, it's awesome. The, it. the logo is catchy. And uh, we're going to start doing some more stuff uh, without the word podcast on there. So it's just a chase and birdies. And uh, it's going to be really cool. I do want to go ahead. Oh, go well, ahead. I was just going to say briefly here. We did have uh, Spade on on the last episode. And uh, was that the last episode? Anyways, it was maybe two episodes ago. I don't know. My man went two for two on the two plays that he had spoken of. The under and the Boise State game, I guess. And um, yeah, in Georgia, yeah. over Clemson. He did. So, t- and remember, I told you, we took Clemson. You and I are like two dummies. Yeah. Um, I told you the money's on Georgia based so, on Spade. And guess what? So we try to go against them. Yeah, so we're gonna have to get Spade back on here shortly for y'all to listen to. But good, but do your little ad read right now, huh? Well, no, it's not even an ad read. But we have a good uh, friend of the show uh, and fan of the show, Troy Williams. He's the assistant pro at Valley Brook Golf Club. He runs the local PGA Junior League team out of Westwood Westwood Golf Club, and they were the first team from Pennsylvania to make it to the national championship. And these are all younger kids, you know, six to 10 years old, maybe a little bit older, but uh, they made it to the the show, the national championship, which is going to be aired on ESPN in October out in Arizona. So good luck to our, to our friends out there on the uh, junior league team. I know that, um, you know, those little guys will do well and get them straight boys. Chase the birdies. Chase it. Get it. Chase it. So, 
you want to talk about who's coming on our next show? So we got a really genuine guest here. Uh, next episode on Chasing Birdies, the Pittsburgh kid, Neil Walker, former Pirates, Phillies, Yankee, Met. Mets. I mean, with whatever, you know, everything. Great guy. We had a hell of a time with him at Nemecolon recently playing some golf, which you will see some photos of that out on social media handles here shortly. But I'm just glad I don't have to see that stupid black shirt of yours anymore. I mean, you know, that's true. I, I was so tired of looking at these damn photos of you and me. It's the same freaking clothes. It's like, you don't have a different shirt. I don't have a different shirt. But um, we just didn't have enough photos in the hopper. So now we're getting some new shit going. It's all fun, man. But Yeah, and again, if you guys were interested in the Big Smoke presented by Joyce's Jewelry, send all your inquiries over to Brandon at Joyce'sJewelry.com. Fill that email box up. Fill it up. Even if you want jewelry, that's your guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, again, bud, hit him straight this week. Yeah. I know that you're going to play a little bit, and uh, good luck to you and Steve Pairing. I Believe it or not, he says you're going to win. Oh. Uh, it's every event. I mean, if you say it enough, eventually it might happen. Yeah. Uh, so, play well out there. Appreciate and, that, And uh, chase some birdies and mm-hmm. get that eight iron out of Steve's hands. Yeah, he shanks it, but we got that covered this year. All right, please. All right, guys. Hey, thanks so much for listening to another episode of Chase and Birdies. Thank you to Simpler Media and Evo, his team, for putting this together, and Rachel London with uh, the social media stuff. Y'all have a good one. Mm-hmm.